Hi everyone, welcome to the Business for Builders podcast. Welcome to you if you're in YouTube land. Thanks so much uh, for joining me today. Uh, my name is Max. I'm the CEO of Smith and Sons Remodeling Experts in Canada. And uh, look, my my goal with this with this podcast is always about giving you guys and girls, and I'm talking mostly to general contractors and contractors alike. Um, you know about ways to, uh, I guess, create a high performance building company, essentially. Uh, high performance would mean not just making a shit ton of money, although that is part of the goal, but also to create better lifestyle. I think uh, you know many of us uh, we we sort of go through the process of of many years of just doing building the business, but um, we don't get a balance between what might be our goals versus what might be our our priorities in life. So if you're building a five million dollar business but your marriage is in trouble, then that's a classic goal um, and priority misalignment. So there's a little bit of a hot, hot take, a bit of a takeaway to get us started. <clears throat> Today, I'm going to quickly chat about, uh, I'm going to start off by chatting a little bit about, are your clients <clears throat> enduring the process that which you're putting them through, or are they enjoying the process that which you are putting them through? I think, you know, a lot of us, uh, you know, we, we get pretty excited. And I remember when <clears throat> I, uh, I won probably the largest project that I ever had to put together, and that was a uh, just shy of $1.1 million uh, townhouse development. And I did that for an investor. And the 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 work that we'd put into that uh, quote was fairly substantial. But certainly, you know, uh, we'd made sure that during that quoting phase that there was a lot of communication. And so, you know, our, our investor, Grace, uh, she was happy with how we had handled her. But I remember saying to my estimator at the time, I said, Winning the job is one thing, and making the, uh, the 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 client happy thus far is one thing. But now the real work starts, and I think where where a lot of us GCs, you know, really make an error in our operations, or you know, I think this should be you know part of our awareness program is that is it's not just uh, signing up the project that where the work you know stops as far as client you know client service management. Um, you know, it's it's got to continue on. And I think a lot of us, we may or may not be the only, per we may be the only person in our company or we might have staff or we might have superintendents. So what happens is we go and uh, do the hard work in the sales front. We deliver a really top-notch, you know, service, a very much a white glove service. And then when we give it to our superintendents and we leave them in control of, you know, procuring the, the materials and dealing with the subcontractors and all that sort of stuff, all of a sudden your high-quality service in the sales process starts to be eroded or the client's experience starts to degrade because there's they're not now in, they enjoyed the sales process because they're dealing with the owner of the company and now of course it gets put in the hands of superintendents and all of a sudden <clears throat> the quality of the experience starts to degrade and so you know I think you just you know really the takeaway is to ensure that I know that you start out with the best intentions and that you really want to make your clients happy but we've got to make sure that, um, you know, we start well, which I think most building company owners do, most contractors do, but we also finish strong. And I talked to a lot of my uh, franchised operators about maintaining that level of service despite how you feel. And I think that's, a, you know, a, the client happiness is, is the focus and client happiness just in the sales process is not the only focus. I think it's got to remain right from sales through to construction, then after sales service, if that's, that is what is required. So, you know, I think um, starting well and finishing strong is almost like uh, an integrity trait. Uh, you know, sometimes, and I could talk about different, you know, presidents or whatever where they've had uh, a lot of charisma but not a lot of character. <clears throat> and so what we're talking about 
is try to have a, a level of integrity with our clients. You know, integrity is really defined about, you know, or by what decisions you make when nobody's watching. Uh, and I think, you know, for me, I know that in my past and even in my current business, there's things that I will do, even if I've got to send an email at one o'clock in the morning, because I said to that person that I would get you an update. Uh, and I think, you know, there is no, you know, newsflash. Clients don't give a rat's ass about how you feel or what's going on in your life. They just, they just give a shit about their project. And so don't ever go to a client, you know, because this is where they're going to start. Clients, you're then forcing the clients now to endure the process. See, I tell all my franchise operators, you are not to go and give them the bullshit negative rundown of what happened to you on the weekend or, or, or that, you know, something negative happened in your life, which is a tragedy or, you know, is, is a negative. I get it. But your clients are not your Dr. Phil. They're not, they're not your counselor. And so what you need to do is I tell my guys, you are there to insulate the client from all of the bullshit that happens in the background as it relates to their project, whether that's in sales and you're struggling to get quotes through or whether it's in construction where you're struggling to get materials. And, and currently, um, supply chains are being disrupted all over the place. Uh, and so, you know, I think you either make excuses or you become filthy, stinking rich. You can't have it both ways. If you're uh, constantly referring to reasons why you can't deliver, then I think that's, that's weakness. That's a defensive move. And we're all about going on the offense and making it happen. And so the delivery to the clients at a top level is not something that you just have an idea about. It's something that you go do. See, the ideas are shit. Execution's the game. I will outplay you simply because I execute better, even if your ideas are better. Yeah, it should worry you because that's the game. That's really, in essence, how we, we continue to win year on year, year on year, is because we have ideas, we execute, some work, some don't work. You know, does it, does it hurt us if they don't work? Not really. There's data now that we've gathered on how not to do it. That's a great thing. You can't buy that shit. Right, so it's out of the execution and the experience that you get better. But there could be egos attached to all kinds of parts within your business. You just dump the ego because if you can gather the data, go through the pain, you'll actually uh, and and come out the other side. You'll actually become more wealthy in your understanding on how to operate your business. And of course, you know, here at Smith and Sons, we pride ourselves on having a, a, a really recognizable brand, a brand that's international, uh, a very systemized approach to sales and construction. We have good systems, tools, and resources that are within the business. There is there is mentoring available. Uh, obviously, we do a lot of the marketing. So there's there's a lot of uh, advantages to what we offer at a Smith & Sons business. But if the operator that wants to argue and debate and wants to question what you know that which they've signed up for, then we've got a problem because it's just not going to work. That's why they're not there to have the ideas We've got the ideas. We've got the, the, the research and development team. Uh, we've got plenty of stuff being tested in the field so that when it comes to tweaking now, we are way ahead of the game. And, uh, you know, obviously I'll talk a little bit about, um, you know, I like to talk about your, what's your competitive advantage? Um, I talk about uh, what you, you know, what is the niche that you're focusing on? Is it commercial? Is it residential renovations? Is it new homes? Whatever. Um, but despite what the kind of work that is that you do, are your clients enduring your service or are they enjoying your service? And I think that's got to be the biggest takeaway. Starting well, finishing strong, that's important. You've got to stay focused on the fact that you might have started well because that's a you can have a lot, of, a lot of charisma, but if you lack the character and you fail to deliver, then that's going to be a problem as well. You know, part of, part of helping you to be integrous, I think, is, is learning to systemize. You know, I, I, I think, um, you know, people 
in your business, and I've said this before, businesses are supported by systems and systems are run by really good human beings that are a great cultural fit to you and your business. And so, you know, when I'm, when I'm trying to develop a business that's going to go high speed, that's going to be high performance, then what I need to do is I need to systemize the approach. So to give you an example, uh, recently, I think last month, we brought on a franchise support and compliance because I knew that as the guy that will talk to you about the benefits of buying into a Smith & Sons franchise and some of the features and benefits around the opportunity, uh, I was able to do the sales part. But then as the, as the business grew, and we're probably going to sign up uh, you know, another franchised operator shortly, that would make nine. And for me to be able to give ongoing support to those operators, I become very thin. So uh, what I had to do is I had to get somebody to take my place in that regard Furthermore, I had to then systemize a process how I wanted everything measured and managed. So uh, what you do not measure, you cannot manage. So straight away, I jump into putting together you know, uh, a program on a, on a monthly basis, on a recurring monthly basis, where this is the KPIs that I'm looking for, um, and this will help me isolate positives and negatives within business. And then, uh, and of course, now we've also got a, you know, a quarterly financial review process that we go through with each of our operators. And uh, we've just developed, you know, we're just putting together what I call a housekeeping checklist as well, where this happens every week. I need to know. So, you know, I, I think, you know, accountability is something that is lacking within the building industry, not the ability to make good money. I think the, ability, the, the potential to make good money is there if you've got the ability. Um, but the accountability side of it is not there. We, we go out there and we just do whatever we want, essentially. And nobody is going to sort of stop us from doing anything wrong because we're not talking to someone else. We haven't got the coach. We haven't got the mentor. We haven't got the person who's actually going to say, hey, have you ever thought about doing it this way? Or, hey, do you realize if you go and do this, the ramifications are negative and they're going to be this, this, and this. Now, between myself and this, this support and compliance manager, we have probably the best part of 65 years of years worth of experience in the building game um you know multi-million dollar businesses between us and so there's a great resource there however you have to be open to learning and you have to be open to change and so if you're not going to uh be open to that then you're going to stagnate you're going to go around the mountain 2022 is going to be no different to 2021 uh, and really, I think the other thing to take away for today is if you're going to want to develop a high-performance business, you're going to need people and you're going to need to systemize. And, and that, you know, creating those systems for people to work inside of is, is super important because then you get accountability for your staff. And then, of course, that makes them accountable to the process to ensure that they're serving your customers. Or who, and, and, you know, keep in mind, you know, I'm a corporate uh, you know, this is this is the national headquarters for Canada for Smith and Sons. You know, who my clients are my clients are my franchise operators. Like they want something, they get they 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 want to talk to me. They just pick the phone up and they talk to me. They are my they're my clients. So I don't. This is exactly the same whether you're a builder out there dealing with Mister and Mrs. Homeowner. Uh, it's the same for me. The difference is you're dealing a business to a client relationship. Mine is a business to a business. And yet we dabble in the business to client because it's part of our teaching program. It's part of our manuals and our, our training when it talks when we're talking to uh, construction operators. Um, look, I think the, the thing to finish off on will be, um, you know, a couple of variables of success. I think that 
as bullish as I am, you know, it's very binary. It's, it's very two-sided. You know, I make no excuses. I work the hardest, I think, you know, or as hard as I can, as much time as I think it necessary to, to put into my business. I never make excuses. But I think at, at times I can be impatient. And I think if you've done all that you can do and you've got everything humming the way you want it to do, then, then at some point, rather than go, what else do I need to do? Unless you haven't got a coach, that's going to leave you with a bit of a blind spot or a blank space where you're going, well, I actually, I've done everything I could do and it's still not working, right? That, that's, that's a whole different can of worms that you need to open. But, you know, if you're doing everything right and your marketing is good and your messaging is good and your website's looking rock and roll and your lead management process is good and your quoting and estimating is good and your contract administration is good, your construction managers is great. Like if all of these boxes are ticked, then at some point you've got to keep doing that and and be patient and just wait for it to come to you. It's, it's definitely a variable of success that I believe in. There's only there's so much that you can do to create success. If you're a farmer and you go and plant corn, you can't go there the next day and dig it up and go, what the hell? Where's it, why is there not corn in the field? It's and Now it's a patience game. You've done all you can do. All you can do is what I would say is nurture the process. And that way that will eventually, because there is a natural process that has to happen, and sometimes we think that we can grow faster than really what is that, what we can grow into. You know, for me, it's been an evolution, an evolutionary process whereby, you know, in 2015, you know, we we discussed launching this brand for real in this country. And, you know, I think about my learning process all the way from that first email or Skype call or whatever it was to, to now um, having an employed, you know, four, four new folks this year. Uh, another one to come next year, uh, possibly another two already that we've talked about. You know, I think the my capacity it has to enlarge, but it's and your capacity will have to enlarge because you're not the person today that you need to be in two years to manage the business that you dream about. And I think that's key. That's key to patience. It's like you've got to give yourself time to grow as well. I think self-development is a big deal on our, you know, I, I've got, you know, probably, I don't know, a dozen or more books that are sitting on our conference room table as a reminder to my guys and gals when they come into my boardroom that, you know, self-development is a major part of us developing as leaders. If we are going to be leadership, then we have, must, we, we, we have to, uh, you know, open, be open to the process of becoming or being a good student in perpetuity. You know, I, I know that a lot of my guys and a lot of my staff, they're, 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 under my, they're under my watch, but they're under my leadership. And so I've got an obligation to them to be the best leader that I can be. So that means I've got to be constantly investing in myself. You know, I know builders and construction guys and girls aren't the most, you know, academic types, but I'm telling you, the more you learn, the more you earn. The reason I sit here today is probably because I'm, I'm the oldest, you know, and I've done the most things and made the most mistakes. Um, but I tell you where I win is that I'm, I'm unrelenting in my attitude to learning and I'm unrelenting in my attitude to getting better and I'm unrelenting in my attitude towards building the biggest building in town. And, you know, we're not going to be the largest renovation brand in, in Canada or North America for that matter just because we, we had a good idea. Uh, we put a plan together, we execute on the fly, we make adjustments on the fly and we get results because we are literally focusing on legacy over currency. Uh, I, I know that the, I know the stats of individual cities around around Canada. Uh, I'm not really focused on on the states at this point, but it'll be it'll be the same probably 10x. Um, and there's so much potential there. The potential and the opportunity is not what I'm sitting here with. My question. My question is how do I find the ninjas that that are dying to get into my business to become better operators. 
It's not a case of if, it's just a matter of when it'll happen. And so this is why I've got to stay true to myself as an operator. And so do you, you know, if, if you jump out of bed every morning, because you want to make clients happier, then then that's I think that's a great thing, because it's gonna it's gonna make you feel good for starters. And your happiness is the most important, like I started talking out if your marriage is on the rocks, but you're doing a $10 million business, then perhaps you've got to realign some of those, you know, goals and priorities. Um, but if you're jumping out of bed every morning, because you love what you do, that's a great place to start. And then it comes back into the operational thing. And I think if you embrace the, the, the challenge of learning, the challenge of growth, it certainly is going to, that's going to add to your enjoyment because I love, I love uncovering. And I'll be honest with you, there's things that we do in the business today that I couldn't have thought about before, but they've sort of happened as we've put one foot in front of the other. And I often say this, that you walk a mile and then you see a mile. It doesn't all just come to you in one. You couldn't handle the truth. You know, if it all come and just dumped and there's a big download, you wouldn't know how to process it. It'd probably demoralize you and beat you up anyway. So I think just being hungry for incremental growth steps is a good way to start. And honestly, you know, for me, I don't beat myself up either. I know the business is going to grow. I've just got to be patient. Um, and I think, you know, awareness, uh, you know, you really got to ask yourself the question, what, what am I good at? You know, you know I, would, I would say this, I don't even think I'm the best builder. I would say that I'm a better business owner than I am a builder. I think there's a lot of guys within the Smith & Sons group, both in, a, in Australia, New Zealand and Canada, who are by far better builders than I. There's no question. But when it comes to doing what I believe I'm called to do today, which is to wear this CEO badge, you know, where my strength is, is leading a group of builders. And so this is where I could beat myself up and I, I would constantly go back into wanting to be a builder because that's what I am. I'm a qualified carpenter and a, and a builder. But really, I, I identified where my strengths are. I love to develop business. A business development mandate is one that I love to do. I would spend seven days a week in the office if that's what I had to do and not complain once because I just love the refinement process the uh, build the systemizing pr approach to business, uh, the human resource development. I love having team around me, and I'll certainly love to see new general contractors come into the business and develop a business, and then look at me and go, Max, this just would not have happened if I didn't, you know, uh, you know, align myself and join forces with the Smith and Sons brand. <sighs> Thanks for your attention. Uh, it's been a little bit longer than three or four minutes, which I thought we were going to roll out. But um, look, if you've got any questions. Uh, hit me in the in the comments below. You can uh, email me at max at businessforbuilders.ca. Uh, you can text me on uh, 250-241-8866. Uh, what else can you do? You can like and subscribe. You can share this information with another builder that you might know that might need a little bit of a hand up. Um, but it's certainly been great spending time with you again, and I look forward to doing it again soon. Have a great day. Go build a kick-ass business. See you next time.